Hello, small business owners. Welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. Today, I'm joined on the show by a special guest and a good friend, Gary Wilbers. Gary has done many things in his career, but first and foremost, he's an entrepreneur, just like so many of you in my listening audience. Gary started his first business back in 1990 and sold it in 2012. Along the way and since, he started several more businesses, including Ascend Business Strategies he started in 2013, where he shares all the knowledge he's gained as an entrepreneur. Gary's big focus is on helping individuals and organizations to cultivate a positive culture that wins, enhances performance, and allows them to find greater purpose in business and in life. Welcome to the show, Gary. It's great to be here, Darren. Thanks for having me today. Gary is also the author of four books, and he has his own podcast, and he regularly shares his thoughts as a public speaker and in articles posted on his blog. One of his most recent articles was titled, Eight Tips to Manage Entrepreneurial Stress and Avoid Burnout. In today's show, we're going to ask Gary to share some of what he talks about in this article and dive more deeply into those tips that he feels are particularly important to cultivating a positive culture. So Gary, you and I met back in 2018 at the National Speakers Association, Dallas, Texas. I think you remember that as well as I do, don't you? I sure do. Boy, it's been that long already. It seems like, you know, it was just yesterday. 2018. And and at that conference, um, we, we, uh, we actually got together with a group. It was uh, yourself and then uh, Derek Phillips, another gentleman who lived in Dallas, and then Mark Ricca from New York. And what we did is we we decided after that conference to to start a mastermind and and a big part of the conference, the National Speakers Association, was really uh, several sessions that talked about masterminds and how they're very helpful to you. So I was excited; it was the first mastermind I've ever done. But uh, Gary, you you've actually uh, not only you participate in other masterminds, but you're also uh, you coordinate masterminds. So. What's your experience with masterminds so everybody can get an idea of what the heck, why are we doing this even? Well, the big thing I love about masterminds is, is you get out of yourself. Because the challenge we have as entrepreneurs, we think we're on an island. We think we're isolated. We think our problems is we're, we're the only ones that have them. What I found out, I got into them probably in the mid-90s was the first mastermind I joined. And I was considered then the young guy on the block because a lot of them that were in there, they were you know, what I would call my elders at that point, because I thought, man, what can I learn from that? But I learned so much because they went through the same challenges I go through, but they saw it from a different light. And then it would help you with yours. And I'll never forget because at that time they were all live because of course you didn't have things like Zoom to be right. able to do it like we could do now that you can do them in different states. But the thing that was so good is when I get together with them, we do four hour sessions and when I'd come, I'd feel feet down and I'd wonder if I should even go because I got so much to do. When I left, I felt lighter and I realized, guess what? I can tackle my problems too because they helped me with solving some of those. And it all comes from think and grow rich. You know, that philosophy of you're better off being by yourself. It's only you. But when you get others, what I call peer board advisors, they're going to help you solve them situations right. and those challenges that you have. Definitely. And, you know, I, I have gained a lot from our mastermind. We call it the Diamond Mastermind, our, yep. our group. 
and actually Mark, uh, Mark uh, is no longer part of our, our, our group because he had other things that he was focused on. We still, still stay in touch with Mark. Um, but you and Derek and I have continued to get together, albeit every couple of months we, we touch base. But I always gain a lot from, from the experiences that you go through, Gary. And of course, Derek and I, and even Mark, we talk about how you kind of preceded us on so many things that we're doing now. Like you had a podcast way before I did. You were doing a lot of the coaching stuff before I ever did. So I can say, for one, I've learned a, a whole lot from you and, and appreciated all the, the, uh, the feedback that the mastermind allowed me to get from you and from Derek and from Mark when he was participating. So, um, so good stuff. And, and Gary, you've got, uh, uh, you've got some other mastermind groups that you participate in, right? Yeah, I actually participate in one myself. Um, for a long time, I wasn't, I felt like I was missing something. And I joined one um, where, you know, I participate and that's a paid group. You can, like ours, we're not a paid group. There's multiple ways that you can do it. And then I also facilitate some. I have two mastermind groups. I now have a mastermind group that's virtually, um, and I still have a live group. I met with my live group this morning and, you know, there was just such great dynamics. And on the other group, we meet on Mondays, every Monday they're on the call. But what happens is when somebody's challenged, we had a gentleman that was going through a real big challenge and was really frustrated in his business and just about ready to, I won't say give up, but that's the way he came that day is give up. And yeah. before he left, he's like, I just feel lighter. And we did that in one hour because yeah. why? We concentrated on what he can do and to move forward instead of he was blocked. He had blinders on and everybody else helped take out the blinders. And I would tell anyone, especially as an entrepreneur, it's one of the secrets that's out there is get in a group because when you stay isolated, then you're going to be isolated in your problems, you know? And guess what? If you are married and you've got a spouse, significant other, they don't want you coming home all the time complaining about the work. Then they're going to say, well, just go get a J-O-B. Yeah, well, yeah. As an entrepreneur, you can't stand doing a J-O-B. Like I said, I think I may be unemployable. That's why I've always been my own business owner right, as an entrepreneur. Right. right. And I'm, I'm unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, the same boat uh, for sure. I'm not sure that I could work with any, for anybody uh, again. Now, one thing I want to point out, and then we're going to, we're going to move on is that notice that, you know, Gary's been doing this for a long time. Um, he's been an entrepreneur for a long time, but he is, as a coach of other business owners, he's in a mastermind. So, so the point is, is that, that everybody benefits. There's no, Gary's not on some mountain where he's not going to benefit from that, nor am I, uh, because I've seen great benefit from it. In fact, I would even push you to make sure that you're in a group with some really, really talented people. And, and, and you have to kind of get past the idea of, of maybe not being good enough. Sometimes people will tell them that self, that self-talk. You know, you want to be in a group where you've got really strong people because that's where you really learn. Again, you're only as strong as those you surround yourself with. Uh, we all have heard that before. And, uh, and the mastermind situation is a perfect opportunity to do that. Gary, let's slip over now to just a little more background, and then we're going to dive into the article that you wrote. Mid-America Wireless, that was your company for 22 years. You started it in 1990, as I said in the introduction, and then you sold it in 2012. I talk a lot about selling or getting to a place of exit so you can decide when you want to leave and, and, and do it under your terms. Uh, tell us a little bit about your exit. How did that happen? And what did that, uh, when you finally did leave, did that create greater freedom for you? Where, where, where did it put you? 
Yeah, it was one of those things. It's like everything. It's a journey. And what I started seeing in 2008, 2009, of course, that was recession. We were in the Midwest, but I'll be honest, I didn't feel it then. I felt it more in 2010 in my area where, and I made some mistakes too that caused some of that. I opened up some new locations and they didn't have good enough coverage for wireless, so you couldn't do as much business. And I was bleeding cash. And in 2010, I really said, I've got to get my business prepared to sell. And that's what I love what you talk about, Darren, because you help people think about, you got to be prepared. You can't say tomorrow, I want to sell. When right. you do that, just like I forget what year it was, 2015 or 16, you realized that you weren't ready to sell, that you had to get your business in that position. And you talk so well about that because if you don't get yourself prepared, and the thing is, if you get yourself prepared and you decide not to sell, then you've got freedom focus, which is you talk about. Absolutely. And I was in a really good position, but I saw the market changing. And, you know, we were, we were an agent for a, a carrier. So we had a contract, but for the first time in 2010, I saw dealers not get renewed. Normally it was automatic. They got renewed for three or five years. And I saw for the first time, there was a couple of dealers. Now, some of them, they were complainers and they were, you know, they call some of their own problems, but it was the first time it ever happened. And I came home from a conference and I told my wife, we need to get prepared to be able to sell if we need to. And in 2010, I started that process and it actually happened. Two years, two years before you sold, you were yeah. starting to work on it. Go ahead. It happened quicker than I thought. But what I did is I started asking. And the only thing is in our business, we had to sell to another dealer because we couldn't sell to everybody out there because if they weren't in it, we had a contract again, an agreement with that carrier. It had to transfer. And so I started talking to other dealers. Well, there's some that was ready to grow. And I'll never forget in 2012, in that summer, it was over my birthday, my birthday's in July, and we were at this conference and they were laying out their new plan. Well, when the big companies lay out their new plans and you're the small guy, yeah. they tell you all that's going to benefit you, but actually it's how it's going to hurt your business. Mm -hmm. And we could do third-party other products and services. And they were telling us we no longer could do that. We had to oh. remodel our stores. I had a debt-free company at that time. And I had 10 stores at that time. And they were going to make us remodel. Going to run hundred to $150,000 per store. I didn't have that much money in the bank. I was debt-free, but I didn't have that much. And I was like, I don't want to go a million, $10 million in debt, a million and a half dollars in debt. So I said, it's time. So I was talking to other dealers. I had a deal worked out in July of that year with a gentleman that was gonna buy our company. And then in August, he comes back from those same meetings and he's not sure if he wants to expand. Oh. And so I'm like, oh man. So he's like, I might be interested, but I'm not sure. But if you wanna talk to somebody else. So I went to the next one and it's one of those things. I just talked to the next gentleman in October and we started talking in October and we closed 1231 of 2012. And I sold to that individual. The interesting part in December, the other one come back and said he wanted to buy me again. Ah, but yeah. I believe in your word. If you're working with someone, I said, if this falls through, I'll talk to you, but I'm going to continue down this process. And it was one of those things that worked out, but you've got to be prepared. And that's what I love what you talked about is freedom focus. If you don't, if you get to the point and your business running and you enjoy that, then you stay there. But if you don't, then you have options. But if you don't prepare, the challenge is then you don't get the 
better price. And I felt like I got a good price. I don't have to look in. I tell people all the time, I don't have to look in the rear view mirror and say, what if right. I'm comfortable with what I got? Maybe I could have got more. Maybe I could would have got less. I'm comfortable with where I'm at because then it allowed me to do other things. Like Ascend Business Strategies, right? right. So you sold it in 2012 and then you moved, you started Ascend the next year, right? To, uh, to start sharing information with entrepreneurs. So before we dive into the article, I'm going to give you just a minute here to tell me what did I miss in sharing some of your bio on Ascend that you wanted others to know about. And some of it we might just cover in the course of, of the rest of our conversation, but I didn't want, I wanted to give you a chance to fill in any gaps, Gary. Yeah, not much. Really, I'm a high performance business coach is what I try to do is get you to that next level. And I know as all business owners, you're at a certain level, but the thing is you have to keep improving. And that's the thing I want to tell about entrepreneurs. When you become comfortable, you're going in reverse. I'm a firm believer in business. You have to always be moving forward. And sometimes as entrepreneurs in the last few years, let's be honest, we've been beat up. It's been a rough couple of years for a lot of entrepreneurs. And that's why this article is so practical is because we have to find ways to help ourselves. And what I've done is I'm a constant learner. I know you're the same way, Darren. And yep. if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, you're a learner. And that congratulates you on that. But figure out what that next step is for you. And high performance business coach means let's get to the next level. And sometimes incremental change is the biggest change you make. Because if you're at a great level, it's not about a huge jump that you got to make. It's just about getting to that next platform. And right. then I'm a believer in one of my philosophies is it's called the Sin Business Strategies. You can't see it, but my ring actually has the mountains just like you see on the back. And that's for a purpose. Because one reason I named it that way, Ascend is about climbing, about yep. always getting better. But yep. the only thing I don't want business owners to do, I don't want you to get to the top of the mountain and you're up there by yourself. It's lonely. That means you've left your family behind. You've left your kids. You've lost everything. It's not just about success. It's about the significance you want in your life. So when I coach individuals, we dive in talking about the personal side as well as the professional. Because I know a lot of smart business people, but man, they're lonely because why? They've left everything behind and they've lost everything on the trek up to the top. And I almost did it myself. So I know the challenges that can create. Uh, luckily, I had a spouse that stuck with me. And luckily, I saw the light in 2006. Otherwise, I'd be at that top of the mountain and be lonely. Yeah, well said. And of course, that personal experience, Gary, is um, what I think is substantial in what you bring to the table in all that you're doing. And again, I mentioned at the beginning, Gary has written four books. Uh, and those are on his website. I'll put his contact information in, in the in the show notes. We'll talk about that when we get back to the end as well. Um, but there's a lot of great information that Gary sh uh, shares. So now we're going to dive into this article that uh, Gary uh, just published. It was last week. So Gary, thank you for jumping on the show so quickly with me too. Um, I appreciate that. But eight tips to manage entrepreneurial stress and avoid burnout. Now, I know you've written a lot and this is just one in a lot of things you've done, but I think this is a great article with a lot of content that that is very useful. So Gary's got eight tips. And so what I'm gonna do is go through these. We're not gonna focus on all of them because we don't have time, but you'll be able to read this article because I'll put a, a link to it in the show notes. Um, but we're going to start at the top of his list, and then Gary's going to elaborate on a couple of these, like the first one. Uh, the first one is delegate to get more done. And Gary, share with us, what are we talking about on that one? 
Well, the biggest reason I had to put this first, because this is where I had the greatest problem myself. Mm -hmm. um, because as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you're used to doing a lot of things. And what's drove you probably to where you're at today being an entrepreneur is because you make things happen mm -hmm. and you're a doer. But the only problem is if you don't learn delegation, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to drive yourself to the burnout. So it's really about delegating and it's really about managing people and understanding people. I will tell you, I have a personality and when I got in in the early 90s, it was my way or the highway. Yeah. You know, and I have some folks yet. I'm still good friends with them. And we laugh about it because I literally slammed my hand down on the table and said, by God, you will do this. And she <laughs> stepped back and said, no, I won't. And yeah. it was the first time I had someone say no, you know, and yeah. it's like almost didn't even know what to do. Yeah. But I learned about people and manage them. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm still not perfect at it on that side. Of it. But I learned to understand people. And if you do that, that comes along with delegation, because instead of saying, I need you to do this, instead, you get them involved in the process. Right. But you also inspect what you expect. Yep. You got to be able to have follow up with them. And most leaders and most entrepreneurs are not great delegators. But right. you can become that way if you're willing to learn some new processes and new things to put in place. And I think it's just critical because it's going to make you a better business owner and entrepreneur when you learn to delegate appropriately. Well, and Gary, honestly, you putting this as your number one, I think you could have stopped right there because yeah. I believe this would have been my number one on the list because in reality, you said it well. Um, as entrepreneurs, you're not going to grow and you're certainly not going to be exiting your business if you are the business. Yes. If everything you do is reliant on you in some way. And I do talk a lot about that. So, yeah, Gary, uh, this is perhaps why this struck me so so uh, strongly. Your article is because you started off with, I think, the number one point. But the number two point, and we'll go through these, work out to avoid burnout. So that workout to avoid burnout. And Gary, tell us a little bit more about that one. Well, what do we normally think? We think when we start talking about exercise, if we haven't been done doing it, and we're already an entrepreneur, we're already stressed, we're already burnt out. When am I going to find the time for that and the energy for that? Well, I'll give you my story real quickly. Is 2002, I was 275 pounds. I was a walking heart attack, you know, <laughs> only 38 years old but I was a walking heart attack with three, two young children with the third one on the way. But what I realized is when I started working out, my creativity went up, my productivity went up, everything increased. So finding that hour, I'll say, and it's not like you have to exercise for one hour, but by the time you change clothes and everything else, you're going to have an hour into it if you're going to do a good workout. What it actually did, it saved me time. And it actually made me more creative. I had more thoughts come to my mind. I actually, that's when my business really took off. And over an 11-month spell, and I was younger then, I said 38, so metabolism was better. Today, that yeah. would be harder. But in 11 yeah. months, I lost 75 pounds. Good for you. And so the thing I'm telling people is when you're running a business, you still have to find time for yourself. Yep. And actually, the best part about it is you get to find time for yourself and it keeps you less stressful and less burnout. But the other thing is it's going to increase your creativity. So it helps your business because you're going to see those problems, not always as problems. You're going to find new ways that you can now handle those and make those um, instead of being a problem. Now you're going to find out what the solution is. 
So right. that's what I believe in workout does is it helps with the burnout to avoid that, but it also helps that creativity, which is so important because today we're having to do business different than ever before. We're having to think about business different. We talked about a little bit offline, Darren, about yes. the virtual world. You know, now I had a client that lost a very good three or four year employee. Excellent what she does. But the only challenge he has is that person left because now they got a job remotely and they're getting paid from another marketplace about $10,000 more than what he can afford to do. And yeah. we're a pretty low cost of living increase area. Now he's competing against something like that. So the, you can be stressed because you lost that person, but we have to think, how can I do it differently in my business? And that's where your creativity will come from. Right. Creativity. And, you know, I... I really like what you said there too. Um, another uh, second point, great one, because the reality is, and, and you said it well, the idea that when, and there's scientific studies that show that when you're exercising, you're actually uh, improving your thought, your thinking, you're improving your brain. And of course, as we get older, we need to keep exercising just uh, so that we maintain uh, brain health, believe it or not. It's, it's about taking care of your brain and uh, burnout is reduced when you've got that ability to, you know, uh, get rid of some of that energy. And I, Gary, I want to take a second on that point and share another thought with people. Um, and I actually have an article coming on this, although it's not immediate. Uh, and, and it's about the idea that um, for me, I work out only to twice a week and I'm on a treadmill. And some people would tell me, ah, Darren, you know, that's not enough. You got to be working five days a week and it can't be for half an hour. It's got to be for an hour. And, you know, I learned a long time ago. In fact, I even uh, saw some articles that said any amount of exercise, first off, is good exercise. So even if you're walking from the back of the parking lot instead of right up front at the grocery store, that's helping you. And so uh, the point is, is that you try, you try and create that workout routine that gives you all these benefits in a way that, that you're doing something. Don't feel like even if you worked out once a week, you would benefit from that, wouldn't you, Gary? Yes, I totally agree with that. And if you've got to get started, because somebody is listening today that they haven't even started. The first right. thing I do, I would tell you, follow James Clear's method in Atomic Habits. He would tell you, the, for, if whatever you're planning, if you're doing a plan in two days a week, go do it for five minutes. Put yep. your clothes out and whatever time you say you're going to do it, go do it. Yep. They only show up for five minutes yep. and then leave. Yep. But do that for a couple of weeks and then raise it to 10 or 15 or whatever that number is, because what are you doing? You're starting to build a habit and now you're telling your body that you're going to do it. I Absolutely. mean, I worked out this morning at 5.30. My clothes were all laid out, ready to go because I don't want to have to think when I wake up at 4.45, what do I need to do to get ready? If I have to do that, guess what? I'm hitting the alarm and I'm resetting it. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, yeah. So, so set it's, yourself up for success. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> set yourself up for success. Well done. Okay, so this third point, Gary, in your article was set boundaries and unplug. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on that one, so we can spend some time on a few of these other ones. Uh, Gary, we might come back to that one, but that's sure. number three, and you can read more about that one. Um, plan ahead for productivity. Let's spend a little time on that one, Gary. This is a big one to me, and I see with entrepreneurs, we're busy people, but the thing that we, a lot of entrepreneurs I see that I coach, so that's what I'm going from is that experience, is they are not planners. 
meaning they may plan their business and where they want to go with their business, but they go through the week kind of haphazardly. And they're always so busy. And that you hear, gosh, I'm just so busy. And I'll say, well, what's the three things you need to get done this week? And well, you know, I got this, that, and their meetings, their appointments, they're those. No, you've got to still progress in the business. So I'm a firm believer in weekly planning and daily planning. And a weekly plan, there's multiple systems out there that you can use. But, you know, I went through Franklin Covey and I facilitate Franklin Covey courses. I'm Michael Hyatt certified. I believe in you've got to put your plan together before the week starts. And I don't care if it's Monday morning. A lot of times I do mine Monday morning, but put a weekly plan together and then put a daily plan. I mean, Darren's on my daily plan today is that I was going to cut this podcast. You know, I didn't just come into it and just walk in the podcast and say, okay, let's go, Darren. You know, yep. I wanted to make sure I was prepared and ready for it, but it's on my plan. Yes, it's on my calendar too, but I did some prepping before it to be ready for it. And guess what? I'll get to do a little check mark when we're done with this, Darren. And yep. guess what? That gives me a little bit of adrenaline and yep. excitement to move on, but it's putting that plan together. So if you, everyone needs to do this, this is not just an entrepreneur thing, but we're talking to entrepreneurs. It's even more crucial for you because you're moving the ball down the road meaning moving your business forward. And, and people are relying on you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, perfect. Uh, and, and Gary, again, that's one of those things that I love. Uh, also, I love all of these, I guess, Gary. Um, I think that these are just fantastic points. Uh, I do for everybody so I can share what I do is I, I have in past articles, I talked about um, getting organized and uh, one of the things I do is I, I have a, a app on my on my phone. I use an iPhone. Uh, it's called Errands. And in that app, I have all of my to-dos. It's my to-do list. And there's lots of them out there that are in the app stores. And it has the check boxes. It has the place where you can put notes. It has the prioritization. But it's, a, it's how I stay organized. There's two tools for me that are part of my planning and productivity. My calendar, which is electronic on my phone, like most people do, attached to, to my, it's Outlook, so it's attached to my, my email, but then also errands. And if I lose my phone, my brain's kind of gone because everything's in there where I'm supposed to be. I don't even worry about where I need to be tomorrow because it's in my phone. So I, I just declutter when I do that. And I've got, again, I'll put a link to that article in my, in my show notes today because that one was important, but on on Sunday, usually on Saturdays or Sundays, it's in the morning. Before I even get out of bed, I'll stay in bed longer and I'll go through what I'm going to be doing next week. And I organize, I go through the errands app and I'll pick out what am I going to do so that everything that's not that, and I start out the week with lots on that list, but then I pare it all down and I push it out a week and I'm just now focused on what day I'm supposed to do it and the week's mapped out. And Gary, you know, like you, if I don't have that plan in place on the weekend, I'm kind of, I'm like, not kind of, I'm lost on Monday. Yeah, I got my calendar, but the granularity in my to-do list, my errands list, if that's not well done and thought through, which means you have to give yourself time to do this thinking, right? And I give myself an hour, hour and a half. Uh, but I always feel so, Gary, you talk about checking the box off and feeling good. I feel great when I actually have the plan in place. Then I'm like, hey, man, I'm like lower worry, lower stress, yep. because I know what I'm doing for the week. And I know I'm not going to miss something uh, for the week because it's in my it's in my uh, my app or if you've got it written down on paper, whatever works for you. So fantastic, Gary. 
Let's Darren, go on to the let me add one, one thing here because I get asked ahead. this question all the time. They say, what's the best system to use? Yep. And I tell people all the time, a system you use. Right. So you decide if it's electronic. I'm, some people, it's combination. Some people like paper. I like paper yet and stuff. But if you like yours, yours is all electronic. Yep. It's just the system that you use. Just put a system together and make sure yeah. it's got weekly planning to it and daily planning. Yep. Those are, those are essential. And, and you're right. It, it's whatever works for you, whatever gets you doing exactly. this particular item. Okay. The next one is network and build connections with other entrepreneurs. Gary, you had something quick you wanted to share on this one? Yeah, just real quick on this, because we talked about mastermind and how belief that, that is. So that's yeah. one way. But the one thing business owners sometimes forget, they think their network is their clients. And yes, those are important and you've got to have those connections. But what we're talking about is the benefit that benefits you. So building a network of peers. I've had a group since early 90s that we meet once a month for lunch. And it's an informal group. Do I make it every month? No. But the thing is, it's a group of people that they're all entrepreneurs too. that's in my marketplace. And I look forward to that because it's almost like a relief. And I right. don't allow that. Try I try not to allow that to escape my calendar. So when we're talking about network, remember, we're not talking about just your clients. Yes, you've got to take care of them. And I'm a firm believer in that. But pass, get past that and have that group of people like either in a mastermind group or in an association group, get some people that you know. I mean, that's what we did at the Speakers Association. That's how I got to know Darren. That's how I get to be on this podcast. Yep. Get to know other people. And I think that's the key for entrepreneurs because sometimes we stay in this bubble and then we wonder why we're, you know, we're always stressed out. Get out of your bubble. Yeah, great. Uh, next one on your list. This is number, I guess this would be six, um, meditate for focus. And that's one that, uh, that we're, we're going to, um, uh, we're going to let you read a little bit more about that one as we move on to the next one. So, and I'm not trying to minimize these, we just don't have time to cover all of them. So make sure that you follow up in the article. The next one though, is practice gratitude, Gary. And I, this is one you felt was particularly important. So uh, tell us about that one. Well, the Harvard Health Publishing has shown that being thankful, there's so many benefits that come from that and in our everyday lives. And I think the thing is, is sometimes we do get so busy, we forget to see the good things that are happening. Um, something I started a few years ago, probably been eight, 10 years ago now, is every morning I'd have some time that I do a morning routine. It's one of those things, and I don't get it every morning, but probably 90% of the time, and I write down three things that I'm grateful for that happened the day before. And you could do the same thing at night. Um, sometimes at night, I do them more in my head instead of writing them down. But what are those things that you're grateful for? And remember, we're not talking about huge things. Sometimes it's the smallest things. Yesterday, my daughter went off to college. So, you know, my grateful was that not that she was leaving us, but that she had a safe travel up and that she was excited about going to college. Versus, you know, saying, ah, I got another, no, she was excited about getting the go. And part of it is she's got for the first time ever her new place, a different place, and she's staying on her own versus in the campus um, facilities. So she's excited about it. Small gratitudes, and they personally as well as professionally. And yep. think about things going on in your, in your business. The one thing I'd suggest to any entrepreneur, if you can, document some of your journey too. Because I wished I had back those 1990 days. Yeah. In 1995 and 
2000 and some of those and some of the things I was going through. I mean, I write now, so it would be very good for that. But it also would allow me to look back and say, man, Gary, you've come a long way and have that gratitude for that. And I'm thankful for it. I didn't write those down. They have to be in the memory as we get older. There's a little, they're a little bit tougher, but it's still something that will make a big difference. Plus it changes who you are. When you're grateful for, one of the things I've heard in my podcast of interviewing people, one of the things that employees are looking for today, they want an employer that cares. Okay. You, it's about being nice and those things, but it's about, they want to know that you care about them. Gratitude will help you understand that because that same day, you may have two employees that made you mad or didn't show up for work or whatever else. And then what happens? We share that same frustration then with the people that are showing up. But if you have gratitude instead, you may look at it and say, well, I'm glad Darren's here today, John's here, whoever it is, and share that gratitude with them and show as that employer that you care for them. If you care for them, doesn't guarantee they'll stay with you forever, but they'll stay longer if you are grateful than if you're not grateful as a business owner. Absolutely. And in the article that uh, I just, my latest uh, email out uh, to everybody, it's not on my blog yet, but it will be hitting my blog um, uh, probably, I would say, late this week or early next week. And that that was basically talking about how we have to move. It's basically the value of 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 uh, core values and purpose and the in the non-monetary reasons why employees need to be a part of your organization. And uh, everything Gary just talked about is to that point that there was no money involved in what he said. It's about making sure that the people that are part of your team and that and I use team whenever I can. I, I don't talk. I, I actually try to shy away from using the word employees. Yeah. Even though that's exactly what what the people that work for me are. Um, I always really just feel strongly that about referring to them as my team because they are. I'm not going to get anywhere. And I, Gary's a big sports guy. I know he had his kids played a lot of sports. And so team is is big. And 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 so to me, I use those words extremely deliberately uh, that team is what it's about. And the article that I was talking about was again, t- uh, that I just uh, released is talking about those intangibles, the non-monetary items that help to make sure that you can hire people well and 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 uh, recruit them, hire them, and retain them. Yep. You know, uh, I don't know if you could overdo a ten thousand dollar increase. Your your friend there, Gary, um, in in the employee that uh, that he lost, which is unfortunate. Um, but you know, maybe you go back and quiz him. Does he did he have all the other intangibles in place? Right. So that's a that's a good one to to keep in mind. Yeah, Darren, I'm like you. I called mine. I always call them. I still do. They're my team members. You know, we never use the word employee. I have to actually tell you when I'm writing, I have to watch because I've been told before that you really need to put employees in there. But I don't even write like that because I automatically think I don't think of employees. I think of team members. Yep. Yep. You mean when you're talking about the legal documents, you put it, they say you got to put employees. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I hear you on that one. And so, Gary, your last one is uh, pick your battles. Yeah, any like a last item, any quick one on that um, before we wrap up here? And that's the eighth. So Gary, tell us a little bit about that one if you want to. Well, the last thing I wanna tell you about that one is we realize that we can't be everything. And what I mean by pick your battles is don't be afraid to delegate some of the things we've already talked about. But the big thing is there's some things, let other people make those decisions. 
I was that not that person when I first started. So I said, all this article came from experience because what? It was things I made mistakes on. I thought I had touch and feel and everything. And that drives you crazy as an entrepreneur. Instead, let some of the things go. I put in there, I think, on the website, you know, let them decide what colors it's going to be and stuff. Just move forward. You know what your company colors are and then let them move forward with it. Then trying to worry about every little detail. And the right. thing is, is give them the freedom. And when they make mistakes, don't jump down their throats. Let them be learning mistakes. You've made mistakes. I've made tons of mistakes in business. But the thing I've done, I always try to tell myself, if you make the first mistake, that's okay. But the second time, shame on me. Yeah. Um, let them learn from that and let them be in learning lessons and then move forward. And yeah. I understand some of them are going to cost you money as an entrepreneur, but also that's how we all learn. And as entrepreneurs, when we don't allow ourselves, um, if we have to be involved in everything, I'm telling you, it's going to be a long road. Even these eight tips, you know, cause you won't implement them. So you're going to have a lot of stress. You're going to have a lot of burnout and you're going to be on a road by yourself. Plus to be quite honest, what's going to happen is employees will leave you then team members will leave you because yep. why they're going to say, gosh, this guy's a micromanager or this yep. gal's a micromanager and people don't want to be micromanaged today. And I'm going to tie that first point about delegation, which Gary actually just started to do to this last point of pick your battles, because I'll be honest with you. That's exactly how I was able to sell my business because I had empowered the members of my leadership team to the point of I could take time off for a couple of weeks and they were running the business. Uh, I didn't need to be there, worry about it, didn't worry about it because I was off doing something else uh, that I enjoyed. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily more than what I was doing uh, with my business, uh, but I was off doing what I wanted to do and I didn't worry about that. So that's that delegation piece and then picking your battles, not letting people, not being afraid to let people make mistakes like Gary said. So that wraps up our eighth one. And Gary, would you share with everybody before we uh, before we sign off here, how do people get in touch with you if they want to touch base or learn more about what you're doing with Ascend and all the other things that you do? Yeah, my website is goascend.biz or you can go to straighttogarywilbers.com, um, my name, and it gets you to our website. Please check that out. And then what I'd like to do, Darren, if you don't mind, if they're looking about how can they keep their self positive, I have these 52 videos. So you get a video a week. And basically, they're called Simple Positive Actions. And you can go there by simplepositiveactions.com. And what it is, is it's called Simple Positive Actions. If you take each letter, it's SPA. Well, what does a SPA do? It relieves your stress. Yep. Well, these are just simple positive actions like gratitude. We talk about most of them that's on here. We have some one of the weeks we'll be covering. But we have about a two to three minute video that we share with you of how you can take simple positive actions to keep that positive culture in your life daily. And I heard this saying a long time ago, so it's not mine, but Zig Ziglar was asking a conference one time, Zig, how do you, you know, that motivation stuff doesn't last. And Zig was always quick with it. And Zig came back right away and said, bathing doesn't either, but that's why I recommend it daily. Yeah. That's kind of like motivation. If you want to be more positive, you have to put your inputs because that will make your output better. And that's my big thing is, how are, what are the inputs that you're putting in yourself? By you listening to this podcast today, congratulations, because you're putting good inputs in, and that's going to help you get better output. That's great. 
Gary, thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. Um, you know, it's actually, I, 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 I admitted to you that it was a long time in coming, um, but it was as great as I expected it would be when we finally put this together. So thanks so much. Well, Darren, thank you. And thank you to your listeners for listening to you. And man, I just love what you're sharing with your listeners because it is about freedom focus because sometimes we get so worried in our business. It's about that day to day. And Listen to what Darren's sharing with you because he's trying to take you on the journey. And it's fun when you get to that place as an entrepreneur. And then you've got the decision, do I sell or do I stay? And that's the best of all worlds. And you've done it yourself in your business. And I congratulate you on that. So Thanks, buddy. And it's great to see you again. Thanks so much, Gary. And so that's it for this week's episode. Thank you very much, as always, for listening. If you like the show, please be sure to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And I look forward to being back with you again in two weeks. Until then, stay focused on your freedom. <laughs>